And welcome back to another Who Gives a Hoot. Thank you guys so much for listening and reacting to all of our content. If you want to see some more content, we've interviewed every single player on our YouTube page. Uh, Go to our YouTube page, Who Gives a Hoot. Luke and Pat is there with me. Luke, how are you doing with quarantine? Give me a quarantine update. Um, I've seen a lot of black squirrels dodging traffic lately. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Pat, how are, how are you doing with quarantine? Have you seen anything? No, not really. Just uh, I picked up a new hobby of tennis, and okay. I'm just uh, just crushing it on the court right now. Okay, that's pretty interesting. That's pretty interesting. The only thing I have to report, and we talked about this off air, so I'm just going to get ahead of the story. Uh, I had to replace a toilet uh, a couple of days ago, and I had to try to fit a toilet into a trash can today, and I had to do that by hammering it. So you had to like hammer it to make it fit in the toilet. And I cut my hand open and nearly had to get stitches. Nearly nearly had to get stitches. I got a pro tip for you. Okay. Chew your food. Chew my food. Got it. Yeah. Okay. Pat, do you Pat? All I'm going to say is we have an injured podcaster on our hands who, even though is injured, is still recording the podcast. So for all the fans out there and myself, thank you for your service. You're welcome. And here's the other thing. I'm I'm holding my hand right now. I'm looking at it. I've got bandages all on it, and I'm still – I'm bleeding through the bandages, but that's fine. We're still okay, everybody. We're still okay. Uh, If I get enough people asking me to see the wound, I did take pictures of it. And I can tweet that out. It's just frustrating. Just frustratingly stupid and very redneck of me on how to freaking get stitches and hurt. Hey, how Pierce, how'd you get that scar? Oh, yeah. Well, I was trying to break a toilet with a hammer. Um, no, no, no. You fought a bear. Fought a bear. Fought a bear. Fought a Got bear. it. Write that right. down. Write that down. Uh, speaking about things that make me frustrated, you know what this does is it allows me not to play video games for the next couple of days. And Union Omaha has been playing FIFA. Pat, do you have anything to say about Union Omaha's FIFA skills right now? All I'm going to say is we are in the top eight right now, Mm -hmm. tied with like four other teams at 200 points. Okay. You mean to tell me that all we can do is get 200 points in FIFA? I could easily get us 1,000 points for FIFA. And we're sitting at eighth with 200 Pat, and you even know the- more, and even more so that not a single Union Omaha player has tried to shout me out for a for a scarf, a bet for a scarf yet because they know they'll lose. It's it's just incredible. Pat, they're they're Norway, and they got Erling Holland. <laughs> what more do you need? <laughs> I I just I don't know. I I just feel as though it's you're asking a lot. Just saying. Feel a little disrespected. Just saying. Okay. All right. But you think you could beat them as, like, let's say India or something like that? Oh, could I beat them as India? Could you? Which that is would no- be a fun challenge. India, which is known as the worst FIFA team, national FIFA team. Okay. Do you think you could beat them as them, them being Norway and you being India? Do you think you could still beat them? You know what? I think I would. <laughs> I think I could. I think I could do it. I, I'd put Sunil Chetri up against Erling Holland any day. I, I guess. I, I, I guess. I mean, I love India. I love their team. India, and- 
India goalkeeper is the most underrated goalkeeper in the world. Correct. That is, that is a fact. That is a 100% fact. Uh, just ask us off air sometime about why Pat needs to respect India for the rest of his life. Um, but anyway, going into real soccer, we have soccer coming back, guys. The Bundesliga is coming back. Well, even to go off the Holland um, talk, no, we're team's going to be hosting a, uh, a watch party on Saturday with Dortmund and uh, Schalke. The, the Reaver Derby. Like, we got real soccer live on television. It's, it just, it's just so damn exciting. And, I mean, I'm just super glad it's German soccer, too. It, it's second only to the USL. I don't think so. <laughs> I'll let you like I'll I mean like I'll let you like talk talk the talk, but I mean come on. Hey. <laughs> One second. Wait, come on. Oof. Oof. I mean it's significantly better than Chelsea and will always I, remain so. I don't I mean I don't think so. You didn't win the second leg, did you? Uh we will. Did you? Have you? We're, we're going to in August. It's just going to happen. Hey, what have you done for me lately? You lost the Champions League final to Chelsea. That's that's all that matters. Uh, but yeah, no, it's just exciting to have. It's just right. exciting to have soccer coming back you know, worldwide. And in the UK government has talked about how they want it by. They're talking about June. They're talking about having it back in June. The English Premier League. It's just. And the USL released a statement. I mean, Luke, what were your thoughts about the statement that USL released? Very mixed on it. Uh, okay. One one aspect, super excited because it's talking about a return to play. Um, as the USL um, has reached out to the USL Players Association about a return to play uh, proposal. Um, I believe it's specifically for the championship, but you know, USL one's not far behind. But at the same time, there's the economic hardship um, ask, which I believe if uh, Jeff Reuter's article in The Athletic is accurate, as he often has some very good information, uh, he will be looking at them asking for players to take a little bit of a salary cut before the, before the season resumes, which is difficult uh, for guys in lower division soccer, but... If it means you know these teams have a chance of surviving through the pandemic, through the season, and being able to play again next year, I, I hope it's uh, seriously considered. Yeah, but and I think it will be. I think. I mean, I just read a tweet just now uh, about how the MLB players are going to have to take a cut. The NBA players are looking to take a major cut. Everybody's looking is going to have to take a major cut in sports, and it's just like. It's just how everybody's kind of doing it right now. And it, I, I hope that – I think I think for sure we'll have a season. We just need to work out when the season's going to be. And you and I have talked about it multiple times, about how we think that the whole month of June is just going to be everybody kind of practicing. And then July 4th, every all of this is going to start coming back. Don't you think? Well, yeah. And, I mean, looking at this week uh, that we're recording, uh, recording this on Tuesday – and you no know, teams started uh, practicing yesterday. Right. Um, you no know, small, granted, only four guys allowed at a time on team owned or like uh, facilities owned by the team. So they can't be going to you no know, 
indoor soccer centers that they don't own or anything like that, which makes it very difficult. But guys are getting out there, getting touches on the ball, coaches supervising, not necessarily interacting, but it, it's exciting, you know, get, starting to see motion towards a season. Yeah, and I mean, that's in the same Howard interview that we're going to be releasing next week, he even talks about that, how about how exciting that is for the team to like start just taking shots and, and saving some shots. And it's just getting that motion to the finish line, kind of getting to that season start. Everybody's kind of just really, really excited. And it helps that we're in Nebraska because the state's open here, right, for all of our out-of-state listeners. It's kind of just like – it's just exciting to that we're kind of on this forefront of coming back. You know what I'm saying, Luke? Yeah. No, I, I'm definitely definitely excited to to hear that the guys are, are out there. At, from the sounds of it, they're – you know, they'd stayed fit while they were practicing on their own. Uh, and I think it's going to start getting that chemistry building again that they started during preseason and hopefully just put us into that season a lot stronger. I mean, we did have a huge win against Greenville this past weekend. Huge win. Yeah. yeah mm-hmm. if, I mean, seven to three. I, I, I'm going to be honest with you. I'm pretty disappointed that we gave up three goals, but to have that firepower of scoring seven goals. And if you don't know what we're talking about, go to our Twitter, WGAH underscore pod. Uh, and we live tweeted a, a real game, super real, right? Most real that has ever been. Yeah. I mean, it was super real. Seven to three win. I mean, Pat, do you want to say anything about that performance that uh, Union Omaha put up? Well, like you said, I'm a little disappointed we hadn't, we ended up giving up three goals, but I mean, we had some of the most unbelievable play that you've ever seen in your life. Yeah. Dami had a free kick up in the top right corner that I don't think any, I don't even think, you know, Ronaldo could have done better. Yeah. Um, Elma had a bicycle kick. Yeah. You know, Xavier Gomez was literally messy by dribbling through the entire defense and chipping the goalkeeper. Yeah. Like we just had, there's so, there was so much play and excitement and I mean, you just couldn't, you just had to be there to see it. Look, you you know, I feel uh, Jay's post-game interview sums it up perfectly. And yeah. if you want to see that post game interview, uh, no, tune in on our Twitter. No, it's right up there for for the world to see. Uh, he he breaks down that game perfectly. Perfectly, and thank you to Liam for doing that interview. I mean, what he asked great questions to prompt Jay Mims to those answers. He did such a great job, and you know, it it just goes to show you good start. I think Greenville showed that even though they, they had a strong defense last year, they really aren't up to it this year. And I, I think I think it showed a lot. I think our offense really had great firepower. No, and I'm really just disappointed that their supporters are falling back on the same heckles we've been hearing for six yep. months. Yeah, find a new slant. Find yeah. a new slant. And all they just, I don't know, they just didn't show up. And I, if I was a Greenville fan, I'd be, I'd be very worried. Very worried. <laughs> But uh, no, it, we'll uh, we'll have see them a couple more times this season, I think. Yeah, and but in the long run, Luke, I mean, what do you think this how how this quarantine will affect Union Omaha? I mean, I, we're kind of this new team. We're kind of we're kind of just still feeling each other out. Do you think this helps or hurts in any way? You know, I, as we've talked about in previous pods, Nebraska, Iowa are sports states. You know, everyone is hungry. And I think the players are going to get so much to feed off of from the fans. And once they're actually back on the pitch, this is just going to be a team just ravenous for wins. Yeah, I agree. 
I agree. And there's also multiple ways you can get involved with Union Omaha before the even season's even started. Luke touched on the fact that there's going to be a tailgate for the Bundesliga game uh, this weekend or next weekend? This weekend. Uh, th- this weekend. Um, right. Zoom tailgate for the Bundesliga. Right. And then the week after that, they're going to have a pickup at the park where you can pre-order a family four-pack where you get four barbecue sandwiches uh, one pound of pub chips, four cookies, four water bottles, and four souvenir cups, all for $30. So you can go, if you go to Union Omaha's Twitter and Facebook, you can find that promotion on their pages. But it's just another way so that you can help Union Omaha get off the ground and, and stay in, stay a team. It's just, it's very exciting because I think all signs are pointing to that we're going to be having at least some type of season. Uh, it, it's, it's going to happen and we're going to be there a hundred percent. Yeah. A hundred percent. Well, uh, you know, we've got a great interview with Rashid this week. Next week, we have a wonderful interview with Sam Howard where it gets off the rails. I'll be honest with you. It got off the rails at the very end, but it was just absolutely freaking hilarious. Easily my very interview so far that since we've started the podcast, Luke, I mean, right. Uh, you know, He's not my favorite goalkeeper. Rashid, definitely. This interview with Rashid sets him up as why he's my favorite goalkeeper. And if you listen next week to Sam Howard, you'll see why he is definitely not my favorite goalkeeper. But you'll see why he's my favorite goalkeeper. Easily. Yeah. um, The first first three minutes of that interview were just absolutely electric, fun. Everybody's going to love it. And everybody's going to be able to connect with it because this is a Chelsea podcast. People forget. People forget that this is a Chelsea podcast. Well, you know, if it was a Chelsea podcast, maybe they'd already be playing, but no. I mean, maybe we don't control it. Maybe I mean, June. We don't control it. I mean, fans drive, fans drive the experience. Just saying. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, make sure that you like and subscribe our, uh, our podcast on Apple uh, Podcasts or wherever that you listen. Make sure you go to our Twitter and our Facebook page and find our scarves or who gives a hoot scarves because the season will be coming and we would love to see you guys supporting the scarves. You can find the link uh, attached as our pin tweet and as our pin post. And we will see you guys next week. I hope you guys enjoy the Rashid interview. Hey guys, before we get to the interview, I want to talk to you guys about Global Scarves. Global Scarves is the premier supplier of custom soccer scarves, beanies, blankets, and other great fan merchandise. They have the lowest pricing to maximize your fundraising needs and to produce at the highest quality in Europe, where soccer was born. They know the product, and they know what it means to put that scarf on for match day. They work tirelessly to make sure that you are outfitted to support your club. Email Global Scarves now to find out more information on the process or to get a free design mock-up for your group or club at kyle at globalscarves.com. And we would like to welcome on the only goalkeeper for Union Omaha, Rashid Nuhu. Rashid, how are you doing tonight? I'm good. How are you? Doing wonderful. Rashid, let's just get right into it. Like I said, you're the only Union Omaha goalkeeper as of this recording I mean, what's that been like for you, kind of having that job security early on? Um, I mean, there's is there's both sides to it, because being the on the only goalie, you got too much reps, and sometimes it's good because you improve quicker. And the other hand, you your body gets like beat down because you're the only one and you're taking too much reps. But, I mean, I've enjoyed being, doing it, working hard, you know, challenging myself every day. 
trying to get better. So being the only goalie and like, especially like if you're only the um, only goalie, there's a lot of attention on you. So they can see a lot of what you're doing good and what you're not doing good. So it's been really helpful to me. Well, Rashid, you come from directly from Red Bulls 2, which is a fantastic program in the championship. And then before that, Fordham University, which is also a great college program. How How is the difference um, coming in as, you know, not necessarily your starting goalkeeper for uh, Red Bulls 2 and, you know, a great program there at Fordham, coming into Union Omaha being – a team that you were the long-awaited goalkeeping savior and have performed beautifully. How has that been uh, stepping into being the being into a new club and being that uh, starting goalkeeper? Um, well, it, it was challenging for me <clears throat> coming from Red Bulls. That I, was, I mean, I was pretty frustrated because I didn't play a lot there. So coming in here to a new team was challenging because you didn't know what to expect coming into a new team. So um, I came in, just try to do what I, I enjoy, just be on the field, forgetting about any other things that's going to distract me and just working hard. And I mean, I've also like coming in, I heard about, uh, played against some of the players who were already signed here, where who played in the championship. So, I was pretty excited knowing this. It's not just me coming from a championship team. There's a couple of guys here too, so it was pretty interesting, and I really enjoyed that. And everyone here welcomed me with like open arms. Like I didn't feel like I was coming into like a bad situation or like a situation that like I'll be doubting myself either to stay or not. So it was really good to be here, and I'm, I've really enjoyed it so far. Can't wait to get out. So, Rashid, with that, I mean, you talked about it. I mean, you didn't get much playing time, and that has to be frustrating in emotionally. Uh, what do you do? You feel like you have a chip on your shoulder going into this season? What do you What are you trying to prove to everybody? I mean, coming from college, I mean, I was in my age, um, my year group. I was projected as one of the top goalies. So not playing well, not playing um, at Red Bulls was kind of like a downer for me because people were expecting me to play and show to the at the pro level what I can do. So it's pretty um, disappointing like to me, myself. Like, And um, now that I'm like playing here, I'm trying to prove to people who I am and what I can do on the field if you give me the chance to. So that's what I'm waiting to do here. Now, Rashid, you uh, originally are from Accra, Ghana, correct? And Ghana has a fantastic uh, soccer footballing uh, culture, fantastic um, soccer background background. has recently gone through a little bit of problems domestically with some referee corruption. Mm-hmm. Has there been much interest of, you know, back home um, 
of getting more players into into the U.S. You know, it, coming over here uh, to try and build up while you know they were on a hiatus, FIFA hiatus for a while. I mean, uh, you know, Ghana is like soccer is the main sport, and it is something that people do on the streets every day, like. Just enjoy playing it, even if you're good or not. It's just something that like we just do with happiness. And even when that was going on, there's just still teams that like were still training, even though they know they couldn't even play games because then mm-hmm. people are just buying into it. People just love playing soccer, so it wasn't. I mean, it was yes, it was like bad for like teams not getting like like money from playing games and like people buying tickets and all that. But they were still sold on this is what we know how to do. We can stop it kind of thing. So like they were still doing it. And most young players in Ghana are always looking for opportunities to like go out of the country to try to develop faster and like play somewhere else. That's how I got opportunity to come here. So every young player in Ghana is tries working hard, just waiting for an opportunity to like pounce on and like go develop earlier and like quicker somewhere else than staying in Ghana. Because if you stay in Ghana, the development is kind of slow because you don't have the high quality like equipments for training, and there's just a lot of people just trying to make it. So to get a chance, it's like tough, but that's what every young kid in Ghana is like dreaming for. So, Rashid, just to follow up there, uh, how, especially as you're saying, there's like football's played everywhere, uh, you know, street football going on uh, constantly. How did you end up becoming a goalkeeper? <laughs> well, uh, I started as a field player. I used to play as a center back. And there was one game that our goalie got sick, so he couldn't show up to the game. And I was one of the taller guys on the team. And being back there as a center back, our coach was like, yeah, you should just step in and we see how it goes. So I stepped in goal. I played well. We won. And then I stayed in there for a couple more games. And my coach was like, I think you could be a good goal if you buy into it. Well, I, was just like, yeah, sure. I, was, I mean, I loved it. So I was like, yeah, I'll, I'll do it. That's why I just got stuck with it. I mean, Rashid, you've only given up, what, one goal so far this preseason for you in Omaha? So I think you've got the goods so far. <laughs> <laughs> but, but Rashid, uh, you've obviously, we talked about it. You've been drafted by Red Bulls. You've, you've gone through this type of process. You've, got, you've seen what it takes to be in that upper echelon-like teams. What are you trying to teach these young players who probably don't have that, that much experience? What are you trying to instill in this culture uh, on how to grow in this league? Um, just being professional. And that is just not like you just like being a good soccer player and coming out and just like playing. There's more to it. That's something I have like really learned last year. Just people showing up earlier to the locker rooms, leaving late, just having a good like 
good banters in the like locker room, like making sure everyone is comfortable, like working hard, just doing whatever you can to help the team. It's not all about yourself. That is something I've really enjoyed at Red Bulls. And everyone is kind of together, like do things together. Even off the field, you can like text someone and be like, hey, what are you doing today? To be like, oh, I'm not doing anything. You'll be like, oh, you want to do that? You want to do this? I'm like, sure. Like, it's kind of like a community thing, which is something important because it builds the team. You get to know your teammates well, and it's just like on the field, everything clicks because you know, like, you know each other well. Like, you're fighting for your friend, like your brother on the field. So it's something that would be really helpful if this team is doing And we've been doing it. It's not like we haven't. We've been doing it since preseason, if you can tell. Playing our first preseason game, it didn't look like we're strangers on the field, which was something I really liked. So, it's, I mean, we still have to build that up, and we're definitely working on that. So it will be really helpful when the season starts. No, definitely that chemistry has been super apparent to everybody who's seen y'all play since day one, uh, since you being announced on the bus, getting ready to go to the airport for your first uh, preseason tournament. And that, that kept us a little bit on, on the edge of our seats. But, you know, last, last season you had some uh, great efforts. I think you were only in goal three times for Red Bulls. Uh, four. Um, four times. One of those, which might be a little bit more familiar with people in the Omaha area, was a Red Bulls 5-1 to one win over the Swope Park Rangers, oh, yeah. which is now supporting Kansas City uh-huh. too. And I was just I, – I remember that you were in goal against that, and I, I was watching that game live. And that was not a light lineup from uh, Sporting Kansas City 2 side. Now, they had a lot of guys going through injury and a lot of um, you know, first-team players there. You only gave up, only gave up one goal. How, how, how are you bringing that level of competition? You no. Know, uh, only those four sides – uh, four uh, four times you were out there, but like you were playing against these uh, you know MLS uh, stars who were just going through some injuries and performing exceedingly well. How, what what are you going to bring uh, to to Union Omaha when you know we're we're dealing with these young kids with something to prove? Uh, um, playing those games that was towards the end. Even at, at the beginning when like. I was playing, I didn't, I had to show more. I had to like believe in myself more. And towards the end, I mean, I said first um, time playing professional, that's something you go through, kind of like knowing you, like you have to show more, you have to be well prepared for games, which is something I picked up from learning from my other like colleagues who have been playing for a while. Something I learned towards the end of the season. That's when I was playing. Uh, when I played Swope, it was something like I felt more comfortable with. I was like, okay, now I feel more prepared and and now I can just like relax, play my game and just like believe in myself and all that. So it's something that like helped me, especially in that game because we knew it wasn't going to be easy and I was kind of just like, I didn't even know I was going to play in that game because we had like a two-game weekend, like we played two games in the same week. So the first goalie, Evan Loro, played in the first game. And then when we went to Swope, our coach was like, yeah, you're going to play in the second game. So I was like, oh, 
so I have like a day like, to, to kind of prepare myself and like prepare my mind to like be ready for the game. And and that's a tough situation to put goalies into because if you if you're not like playing regularly and they kind of tell you like a day or two like hey you're playing, it's kind of like it kind of plays with your mind a little bit. You get nervous like oh I haven't played a game in a while, but. So that's why the professionalism comes in. You have to prepare in a like little time you have and just be more game focused and go do your thing. And that's what I did in that game. And I was I got a real good help from my teammates encouraging me, just like, hey, you've been doing it all all year practice. Hey, just go do you, you like we know what you can do. We know you you will help us in this game, all that and that boosted my confidence in that game and I went out and just played my game. Yeah. So Rashid, I mean, obviously you're you were a pretty hot commodity coming into this season. I would think. I mean, you you have all this experience. You've got all this great potential. You've showed it every single league. What drew you to come to Omaha? I mean, wh- why were you so interested in coming here? Um. Well, for for me, like since like I got into the pro level, I didn't really have much playing time. I really didn't like establish myself as a pro player. So coming to a new team is kinda like where you can really do that. Because there's just been like like for me I kinda like I, I feel like I taken this team as my first time playing professional because I really didn't do much last year. So it's just like coming to a new team, it's like okay, this is a new team. You're coming in, you're taking a spot and you just work your way up. That's what that's what I've brought to this team. And coming to Union Omaha, it's kind of like I spoke with Jay like before I came in. I really liked what he was trying to do with the team. And I also like did my research about the team and all that. And I really liked what was like happening. And it just it just like it just sold me on the team. So that's why I'm here and I'm when I came, I, it never disappointed me. So I'm really happy I made the decision. So now, oh, go ahead, Luke. Well, Rashid, you, um, you know, definitely have brought uh, a level to Omaha that I think we were all extremely worried about in the early days. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, when we we had that first first signing um, group and everything, it was, oh, we have enough to field the team, but we don't have a goalkeeper. Mm-hmm. And when you were announced, did you know how much weight was on you uh, from the fan perspective of we, we'd known our players for, for over a month at this point, and then – day before your or like a couple days before you're due to play your first game that's going to be viewable to fans, uh your announces that. Like did you know how much weight was behind that with uh with everyone here in Omaha? Oh yeah. I knew people were just gonna be like, okay, who is this dude and what can he do? And like is it good enough to be on like a goalie? And because I know being a goalie is like something that fans and, like, everyone, like, any soccer, like, person, really, it's a position that people value a lot. So, <laughs> when uh, I got announced and, well, when we're going to play our first game, 
I mean, I was excited when um, I signed and I got announced, and I was only the I was the only goalie there. So, I mean, that was something I was like, okay, now I have to prove to all Union Omaha fans who I am, because they haven't seen me train, they haven't seen anything about me. That would be their first impression of me. So I was, I mean, I was pretty like hyped up to play in front of like knowing my like, the Union Omaha fans are watching. It was something like I was like, okay, like today's the day for them to see the first version of me, like the first impression. So I have to show, I have to like play well. And fortunately, I did that. And I mean, I had a couple um, things about after the game. My coach told me what people were telling him after the game, and I was excited. Like they really enjoyed how I played, and I mean. That also boosted my confidence. So there's going to be a lot of that this season. Speaking about this season, Rashid, I mean, what are some goals that you're setting for yourself? And what are you setting? What is the team setting for their goals for this season? Um, well, I don't think we've had like a team meeting about any goals yet. But personally, I just want to play as many games as I can. Because I know when the season starts, there's going to be competition. There's, there's going to be, like, more, like, signings. Like, they're probably going to bring in another goalie. I don't know who it's going to be, but there's going to be competition. And I have to show that the number one spot is mine. That's one of one of my goals, to seal that number one spot. And then when we start playing games, my, my goals is try to do my best for the team, try to win games. Even I know like a goalie can't like score goals, but there's gonna be games that making that like ninety minute save, like making a couple two, three like big saves can win a game for your team is something that I've put in mind to help my team win. So that's my goals. And like there's no like I don't really set goals about stats, like personal stats and all that. I just want to do something that's going to help my team win. And if your team wins, that's when the individual stuff comes in too. So it's all about the team. Now, Rashid, uh, probably our last question here. In my mind, probably the most important. Knowing that, you know, some people are calling Manuel Neuer, the Rashid Nuhu of Germany, and Andre Onana, the Rashid Nuhu of Ajax. Uh, what is the uh, the goal of your career? Like, what what team would you love to play for? You know, what level do you hope to reach? Because obviously Union Omaha is probably not your end game, but you've got a lot of talent, and you you clearly you know want want to get out there. Where where do you uh, where do you hope to see? And like, what's your dream? And like, what what do you think you actually will hit? Um, honestly, there's no like specific team that I will like want to play for, but I definitely want to play for in the future. I mean, I feel like that's every soccer player's dream is to play in the Champions League. Which play, is... play for a Champions League winner like Chelsea, Rashid. That's what you want. <laughs> Just say you want to play for Chelsea. Yeah. This is a Chelsea podcast, so you can you want to no, play no, for no. Chelsea. I, I get it. <laughs> Play, play for a team with some World Cup winners. <laughs> I mean, I mean, <laughs> if if I play for Chelsea, like 
that's a good thing, right? So hey, I mean they've won they've yeah, won Champions League. Hey Rashid, real quick question. Uh-huh. You're a really smart guy and you know soccer. Has Chelsea won the Champions League in in recent memory? And did they beat Bayern Munich? Do you do you know that? I I think they yeah. did. I mean, I don't know if I'll call that recent though. <laughs> oh, it's pretty recent. Ooh. Oh, it's recent, Rashid. I, I, I... Rashid, you, you're doing real hey, well. Rashid, you've really made well. a enemy out of me if you're going to say that. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Rashid, where can we find you on Instagram and on Twitter so that our fans and Union Omaha fans can start following you and start following what you're doing? Uh, my my Instagram and Twitter is the same. It's Lil Shido, L-I-L-S-H-I-D-O. Awesome. Awesome. Well, hey, Rashid, thank you so much for coming on, and uh, good luck this season, and I hope uh, hope that you do well, and uh, nothing but the best for you, my man. Thank you. Thank you for having me on the pod. Of course. Thanks, Rashid. Rashid, thank you. Thank you.